Hey, this is Sean from Nero di Marte, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Where have you been all day? Yeah, <laughs> I made some coffee and I listened to a bunch of this uh, Nero di Marte. Yeah, I was just listening to their new single. Is that La Fuga? Uh, yes, La, La Fuga, La Fuga, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, if you go to their website, they've got a few other ones, Larka, and very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, quite experimental, but heavy. So heavy. I dig that. I don't have a website. Oh, there it is, way down there. Yeah, the website's got like three or four videos there, or playthroughs, or whatever they are, and I was getting acquainted with them. It's very heavy, and normally I'm not a fan of. Uh, we've had this conversation progressive anything because i think more often than not it becomes a uh, an exercise in like instrumental masturbation but <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's my personal opinion hey, I, but I'm, this is- I'm usually that way too i don't i'm not a big fan of stuff like this but this this had me kind of in a trance you know yeah i was gonna say it's it's got like it's droney but it's experimental it's progressive it's and it's heavy as hell when the vocals come in so i kind of dig it yeah I, I mean i got how far did i get into this song two minutes and there wasn't really any vocals mm-hmm. are they an instrumental band no no there's vocals oh there is oh yeah it's uh like black metal vocals like that you know that guttural sort of thing going on in fact we're speaking to Sean Whirl, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he's the vocalist. Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah, I was listening yeah, so, to it and I was like, man, I was like two minutes in, there's no vocal yet. Which, yeah, is, which it, is cool. And, um, but I was like, just kind of, I was listening and suddenly I realized I'm like, fuck, I'm tripping right out. <laughs> what the hell's going yeah, on here? <laughs> yeah. But I like it. Yeah, yeah. It would be something I think live would be really interesting to see, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if uh, I don't know if there's much, you know, like crowd surfing going on as kind of just. I guess the word is entranced. I don't know if that's a word, but just like staring. Yeah, yeah. And there was seasons of the mist. Yeah, yeah. We've done a lot with them. Yeah, we have. Yeah, mist. Katie has. Uh, Katie has been great about hooking us up with stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where like Foscore came from, and. Somebody we did really early on, I can't remember his name now, uh, a single artist, like one of our second or third shows. Hmm. I, I can't remember. I, mean, I don't remember. But we, we, we did quite a few shows last year. 53. <laughs> 53. Holy shit. <laughs> it's, uh, In six months, right? Yeah. It's What are we trying to beat Howard Stern? Uh, what, how yeah. many shows does he do? Five, five a week? Yeah, something like that. It just happened that way, and we were rolling. And hey, I'll do it. I'm in. It's gonna happen this year too, because you know, by the time I get ten or twelve off the boat, and we're doing five here, ten there. I mean, it's gonna be a lot. Oh God, I I'm, ah, I'm so pissed off that I'm not going on that boat. Yeah, that sucks. I've been getting messages from people down there. They're already drinking beers, having fun. Uh, yeah. I've been uh, I've been keeping up with some of my friends that are making their way down there too. It's still already down, but yeah, Denise, 
Denise couldn't get off work today, which she had some meeting with the, you know, the last minute notice or whatever. So we're just going to leave first thing in the morning. Oh, it'll be fine. I didn't know there was flights out of Richmond. It's such a small city. I didn't know that it was. We got a direct flight, actually. I'm shocked because like, what's the population of Richmond? Like 250,000 or something? Oh, I don't know. I think, I think you're misunder, misjudging it. Richmond's pretty big. Is it? Yeah, it's a good sized city. Oh, I, I always thought it was kind of a small city. I looked up because when you told me you got international a flight, airport, Richmond VA population two hundred and twenty seven thousand. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so that that's why I was just like, oh, but then I thought there's got to be a lot of surrounding yeah area, like the size of DC is what nine hundred thousand or something. Look up the population of Mechanicsville. That's where I'm at. Mechanicsville. Yeah. By the way, I'm drinking coffee out of that mug you sent me. So thank you once again. Oh, cool. I know I thanked you being text, but now uh, here's the official thank you. Hey, no problem. I, I thought you needed it. Thirty six thousand in Mechanicsville. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, there is a. It's an international airport. It's decent size, and she got a flight from direct flight from here to Fort Lauderdale for I think 190 each way. God, that is so cheap. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I'm oh, dude, you're gonna be like, because it's getting cold again now here. Yeah, I was doing the uh, the weather reports. So in Fort Lauderdale, it was like 80 yesterday, but in Cozumel, it was 89. Oh, so I'm gonna make sure I get my camera turned on for the podcast when I get back, so you can see the fucking uh, speedo tan line. <laughs> I've been telling everyone at work, this is going to be a good visual for you and anybody listening, uh, Christina or Dale, whoever listens out there. I've been telling everybody at work, I packed my leather studded Speedo for the trip. Oh, fuck. I don't want to imagine <laughs> this. Why? <laughs> I'm hungover. I'm not feeling well. And this right. is. And I, now you got, yeah, and now you I got to think about you in a leather studded Speedo. Right. <laughs> We've got armadillos in our trousers. You know, every year I go on this boat. There's this one guy, he's got blonde hair, and he walks around in nothing but like, um, like a, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a flap. There's like a flap on the front yeah. and a flap on yep. the back. Yep. <laughs> Be honest, though. Do you sneak a peek? No. No? No. I mean, the guy is a fucking Adonis. I mean, he's like <laughs> fit as hell. But like, uh, you're, not, you're not sneaking a peek? No. No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sneak a peek? It's like that Seinfeld episode. <laughs> how come right relate, there. How could we not look? How come you relate everything? Any anything I send you, anything I say to you relate to Seinfeld. I send you messages and then I get Seinfeld memes. Because there's a thing in Seinfeld for everything. <laughs> <laughs> like Fusilli Jerry, where George's <laughs> dad got the Fusilli stuck up his ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was great did you see that thing i sent you like, i did but oh, I, I, didn't, I, cable. I, I was like fuck i don't want to read what people got shoved up there i sent it to riley oh, who i still speak with he was laughing hysterical because <laughs> coaxial cable you know up the junk is that's what? pretty thick dude yeah oh. read that thing it's <laughs> oh god <laughs> why and then there was a thing where the emergency doctor said uh Patient says he fell in the shower, landed on a can of aerosol spray, and it went all the way in. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I hate when that happens. Oh, God. 
Oh. It begs so many questions there. Why? Well, whatever. Why is there kind of aerosol spray <laughs> in the? And man, that's got. And that, yeah, exactly. But that's got to be some sort of uh, amazing timing. That. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> See, there's another Seinfeld <laughs> reference because they're. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah, I won't. All go right. There. I won't go there either. Let's try and keep it uh, on the up and up for the first uh, episode of the year. Okay, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to get Sean on the line here, and hopefully we'll have more luck. Go on, lie down. Sean! Hello! Hey, Hi. how are you? Good. And that's my partner, Chris. Hello. Okay. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Hi. Good, good. Welcome, what time? To, welcome to the yeah, Brutally Delicious Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> what time is it over there in uh, Italy? It's... 4.30 in Rome right now. Yeah, that's where oh, I am. Not so bad then. <laughs> no. <laughs> where, are you so guys, I, where are you guys located? Virginia. We're both in Virginia, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So if you're ready, we can go ahead and uh, we'll just jump in and see where it ends up. Um, I don't know if you've listened to them before, but sometimes we're a little bit... Off topic and irreverent, we ramble, but if you go with us, we'll be all right. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard parts of the podcast before, so yeah. And you still did it, huh? Wow. <laughs> this is the first person that's listened to it and then decided, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So for those listening not familiar with Nero DeMarte, can you give us like the two-sentence boardroom pitch? Oh, God, that's difficult. Um, well, we, we play heavy music, both in sound and emotions, I would say. Uh, but we have a, a penchant for experimentation and atmospheres. And I would say we're on the more progressive side of music. That's the best I can do. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That works perfectly. Yeah. It's awesome. So. How, Chris? How, how did you guys kind of... St- I've never really heard a band like yours before. So how how did you kind of sculpt or end up in this sound? I know it's like an organic thing that just kind of happens, but like it's so kind of avant-garde, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. How did how did you end up playing this style of music? Well, it is an organic thing. I think we we have had similar influences when we started out. Um, within, I think, all of us, there's certain types of music DNA within within all of us that is similar in common, which is probably more experimental and progressive or aggressive. Um, but then things just start become organic, and what what it really is is creating, you know, understanding there's a distance between what you would like to hear in music and yourself. And so that, that distance is what creates, uh, experimentation. So I think that that's, that's how we've created it. It's an organic subconscious process really. Uh, and since we've all listened to like weird music, that's, that's kind of how we end up playing the things we, we do. Cool. Yeah, no, I okay. put on. I, I've I've never heard your band before, and then so I just put on um, La Fuga. Is that how I say it? Yes, La Fuga. Yeah. La Fuga. 
So I just put that on and I was like, about two minutes in, I realized I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm listening to music. Like I was just tripping out. <laughs> I was just like, this is, this is taking me to a totally different place. Like, so, but it's still metal. And, um, yeah. it was really atmospheric and there was a lot going on, but not too much. So I just found it quite interesting. I, I was curious, how does, how does one end up doing something like, like this? Like, are you guys, uh, trained musicians in any way? Um, not really trained musicians. Um, I was born in a musical family because my, my parents are both, uh, jazz musicians. Ah, uh, okay. But, and my drummer has, has actually studied at the conservatory here in Rome, but okay. we're not like, we're not, we haven't, I haven't studied music that much. It's been more of like, a, it's more been an influence it's been in the air for all my life for for example um i i i don't know i mean we'd like to listen listen to trippy music and aggressive music and progressive music you know it's just something we were able to get closer and closer to, to what we want to hear and that's that's the main influence you know i mean music we would like to hear is what we is what we create right so how, how how does it go over live for you guys when you're playing live like i see that you've been opening up for quite a few bigger metal bands and so when you go and open up for them how do how do their fans react to what you're doing uh it depends because we played with bands that have similar you know a similar tastes yeah uh, to us, and even bands that don't don't even listen to this type of music, um, it's it's always interesting, you know, because people hear different things in our music. That's kind of the interesting part of it. It's kind of it brings them to a mystical experience. From what people have said to me after after seeing us live, right. everybody takes you know, gets their, their own experience out of it. Um, and that's, I think that's a beautiful part of it. Because we, we're even more inclined to improvisation and more atmospheric sections when we play live. So it's even more free uh, uh, and open, I think. We, and we don't really, we don't have much theatrics and much, much imagery on stage. It's, so so everybody's kind of free to like let their subconscious develop and create new associations. That's very cool. So so there's a lot of improvisation live. Yeah, for in in many, you know, in like the more quiet sections or the transitions between different parts, we yeah. we improvise a bit. Right. Yeah, no, I was like when before you got on on with us, I was telling Bruce I was like it kind of reminds me of like the Grateful Dead and Fish meet Pink Floyd <laughs> and, you know, metal. <laughs> I was just like, how to, I don't really know how to put those together, but that's kind of what it feels like when I was listening to it. That's, that's great. That I, we love, we love Pink Floyd. We love, uh, love all the old progressive music. Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to the Grateful Dead cause that's not, 
I'm, I am American because my parents are, are from, from Detroit, but I, Grateful Dead, I haven't really conquered uh, Italian musical culture, so I, I'm not... <laughs> right. <laughs> they, I, I don't like the Grateful Dead. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like them. Okay. Well, they're, they're like, you know, their reputation of, of improvising is, you know, legendary. Yeah. So once again, we're going to disagree here because I totally liked the dead and kind of grew up with them. And maybe that's why I was really drawn to this stuff when I heard it today, because it definitely mixes, you know, the dead with on steroids with some distortion. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I think the band that the progressive band that has influenced us the most for sure has been King Crimson. Oh, wow. I can see that, too. Yeah. Interesting. When you guys are writing, are you guys all right? This is kind of real technical music. Are you all writing together and bouncing ideas off each other? Or is it just like uh, you're doing it in your house and then sending it via email or something? Oh, it's it's always like a chemistry playing, uh, playing together in a rehearsal space. I mean, maybe sometimes the idea comes from one of us and... Maybe it's it's an entire skeleton of a song, and then we we just develop it with with the other people in the band. It changes. It goes through many years, even years of of transformations. Um, sometimes it's it's just you start off with one riff, and then everybody adds on to it. Um, like there's one song in the new album called Iradia. The second to last song, which just started out with this bass bass line that that our bass player Andrea came up with, and we just improvised on it, created an atmosphere around it, and then everything through time, patience, <laughs> everything came came after I think two months of just improvising. Even right. if it's a weird structure, if it's you know it's. It really depends on a song-to-song basis. Because La Fuga, the, the one you were listening to earlier, that was the last song we I wrote for the album, and I I had the entire skeleton of the song ready, and I just rearranged it with our drummer, Julio. So that was very a very simple song to create, actually. And in the end, I think it ends up making it a much more organic and fluid kind of thing, right? Like Chris was saying about your live performance, kind of that's the way the records come out feeling as well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, For sure. Chris? Yeah, how do you find singing and playing guitar in music as technical as this? Um, It's it's challenging. I mean, uh, (laughs) to me... I haven't even played some of the live songs. I haven't played them and sung them together at the same time. Oh, wow. And we'll, we're, we'll be starting doing that in uh, in uh, March, actually. The album comes out this, this month, but we'll start playing live starting from March. Um, and, yeah, it'll be a challenge for sure. I'm getting <laughs> that right now. Sorry but if I'm giving you, like, you know... Nerves or something. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Um, it's just I I I focus so much on playing the songs that playing it becomes kind of second nature, and 
and singing is what I'm mainly focused on when I'm playing live. It's I, I, I don't feel it difficult to play to play the guitar on the songs, but it is difficult singing the, the types of vocals for oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce? Is there a, yeah, is there a uh, a message or something you want your fans to take away after listening to a Nero de Marte song or record? Uh, no, there isn't a specific message, I would say. I think I want them to be open to, like, them to open to their subconscious, in a way. With this album, in particular, I think we've, we've gone through a meditative approach in the songwriting, and I, I wish that that can happen to people listening to the record. They can go into a, a trance and explore themselves through the music. And Chris and I were talking about this before you got on. I imagine your shows, uh, not your typical heavy metal crowd, so you're going to have, like, instead of moshing and crowd surfing, you've probably got people doing what you said, like hypnotic, uh, trans kind of thing, and not, yeah. well, whatever, you know, just uh, in a trance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that right? That that there isn't that much moshing at our shows, no, because everybody's very paying full attention to, to what is uh, to, to what is being heard. I, I think I, I think moshing were. I mean, I, I I can't even remember the last time I saw moshing at our show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So how does the how does the difference between styles of music go over with the crowds? I mean, you're opening for some heavier band. Does it, you seem to get a pretty good reaction from the, uh, the crowd still? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. It, it depends though on, on the type, uh, on the type of crowd. Sometimes we have people, you know, not, not getting into it for sure. I, I can understand why they, they go to a, like an extreme metal concert and they want to, they want to, you know, have some like, Fun, violent fun, and they, like, <laughs> right. they're not getting it from us. And so it might be there's you know a barrier to entry almost to our music. I understand, right. but yeah, I, I find as I said before, I find it interesting to see like how different people, uh, even from really different musical backgrounds, you know, what kind of associations they make. Uh, with our music, and sometimes you know, I I'm very very surprised that people that are very different from what I would think our target audiences come up to us and say they really they really enjoy the show. Oh, that's good. When are you guys uh, taking this out on the road? Say it again. Sorry. Oh, when 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 are you going to start to tour the record? Uh, we're starting in March. We're doing uh, two shows, uh, a double release show here in Italy. Uh, and we're planning, we have a few festivals booked in Europe. Um, I'm not sure when we'll come back to the States. Last time was six years ago, I think. We came, we, we came here, we played with Gorguts in Origin in December 2013. Um, but we haven't we haven't toured the states since, and I mean I wish I wish we could. We have a we have some fans over there. I'm guessing so. <laughs> we have we 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 should 
you know, it's getting hard. It's hard. The barrier to entry to the States is hard. I don't need a visa myself because I have double citizenship, but my other man members all need a, a working visa, so there's costs. And yeah, it's, it's expensive to do it. I forget what that visa is called, but it's it's not cheap to get. Yeah, it's a working visa, yeah. and it can cost thousands of, of euro or dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then not only that, you have to have shows booked, but you, yeah. can, but you can't book shows if you don't have a visa. Right. There's all kinds. Oh wow! I didn't realize it was that tricky. Oh yeah, it's so hard, man. There, yeah, it's, it's it, hard. It, in Canada to come from Canada to the U.S. to get that visa, which I can't remember what the name of the visa is, but it's specifically for for musicians. It's about thirty five hundred Canadian dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big obstacle for bands for European bands or bands from all over the world to tour the states. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, yo, I don't know if you've got anything else, but we're at my favorite part of the show. If you're, if I'm you're ready. good, I'm ready. <laughs> Sean, I don't know. You said you've listened to shows before. Have you gotten to the Furious Five yet? Hey, I, in parts, I don't think I have. Actually, no. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what he did? <laughs> so, he he just scanned the podcast. He doesn't yeah, know I think what he was, he was uh, getting into. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to hang up now, or you can hang on, and we've got five uh, ridiculous off-the-wall questions to ask you. Okay, go for it. It's your game. They have nothing to do with Nero DeMarte. If you like them, I wrote them. If you don't, Chris wrote them. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're game, we can roll with it. Okay, go for it. You good? Yeah. All right. The Brutally Delicious Furious Five! Let's see. Name a reason you might not leave your house all day. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to play it really safe here and say... Uh, oh, don't uh, play it safe. <laughs> Being inspired to like write something, and I, I can't even be bothered to, to eat. All right. All right. Aim something that might ruin a romantic dinner. Uh, God. Probably talking about my probably talking about my band. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that you're on your first date. And everything's going yeah. well. Everything's going perfect, and then you're like, like talking about two things. But have you heard about my band? <laughs> Avant-garde, progressive. You know what? Yeah. All right, Sean. Is cereal a soup? Why or why not? No way. What do you mean a soup? Soup is warm. I mean, you can have warm milk and cereal, but. But wait, can't you have favorite. can't you have cold soup? Isn't there a Russian like borscht or something? Sure, but it should be savory, not sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna stay in that same line. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Well, I've heard this one before. Um, no, no, it's not a sandwich. All right, and let's <laughs> it's see. Its, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. 
All right. And last one. What would be the creepiest thing you could say to a stranger while passing them on the street? <sighs> oh, God. Uh, uh, check us out on MySpace. I don't know. <laughs> nice. That John, was you, on you your feet. I wrote you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was the best, one of the best answers we've ever had right there. Check us out on MySpace. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.